Do you want to spend less time on clients' books and more on growing your firm? Do you want to optimize client workflows? Do you want an easy-to-use interface for your clients? Do you want to become part of a growing community of client-focused, growth-minded accountants and bookkeepers? Stay tuned to hear more from our sponsor, FreshBooks, later in the episode. You know, advisory can look very different for everybody and doesn't need to be this big pie in the sky. It can be just tell your client something that they probably don't already know, that you know, but they don't know. And, and that's the piece that our customers are looking for. If you'd like to earn CPE credit for listening to this episode, visit earmarkcpe.com. Download the app, take a short quiz, and get your CPE certificate. Continuing education has never been so easy. And now, on to the episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. I'm Blake Oliver, joined today by Twyla Verhelst, head of accountants at FreshBooks. Twyla, how are you doing? I'm good, Blake. Thanks for having me here. I'm excited to chat with you today. Yeah, great to talk to you. We're going to talk about advisory, which is something that is a bit of a love-hate relationship for me (laughs) on this show. Uh, I've been doing episodes on it now for a few years I have been myself in the accounting profession for, I don't know, over a decade now, and we keep talking about advisory, (laughs) but I don't know about you. um, It feels like we're not really making a lot of progress in your typical firm. We keep hearing these sessions at conferences about the need to move to advisory services and pivot away from compliance which is all going to get automated now by AI. Uh, but but like, it doesn't seem to really be happening. I don't know. What are you seeing on your end, Twyla? Well, first of all, I think that advisor is like the A word. <laughs> like You almost don't even want to say the word in the profession for the reason that you're explaining, because we keep hearing about it. It almost feels like this pressure to to do it or that we're not doing it or we're being scolded. You know, accounting professionals are kind of being scolded for, for doing it or not doing it. And it, it doesn't seem like we're making progress. And I've been out of my practice now for almost nearly four years. And we had an advisor-led practice, but I think that we're still having the same conversations that we had when I left the firm versus now inside of the firm. Although I think, I think from this side, I've, I've learned some more visibility in terms of why we're having those challenges overall as a profession. But um, I, I do think that the conversation has remained the same mm. for the last four plus years in the profession. Yeah, I've been out of the game, I think, about a little longer than you, Twyla. And I always felt a lot of pressure when this topic came up at conferences or webinars because I didn't do much advisory. I mean, I wouldn't call what I did in my firm really advisory. I I did a lot of bookkeeping work, um, you know, creating financial statements so my clients could get their taxes done. We did payroll, we did bill pay. So we acted as their outsourced bookkeeper, outsourced accountant. Maybe for the bigger engagements, you could call me an outsourced controller or a fractional controller. But I wouldn't say I was giving a lot of advice. I, I guess I gave advice on technology and you know maybe some a little bit of you know how and when to you know hire somebody. But it wasn't like heavy in that regard, right? Like most of our business was just we're getting the books done. And that's what the clients wanted. So I felt a little inadequate a lot of times when comparing myself to this ideal, you know, need to be a CFO kind of person. Um, I didn't feel like I had really the skills to do that. <laughs> I didn't even know how to get there. So it just sort of seemed like this pie in the sky idea, not really for me. Yep. Yep. I think though, you know, if, if I if I consider the reasons that I believe the profession has not progressed with advisory or why we're having these same conversations over and over. I think one of them, one of those reasons is inside of what you just said in that you, you didn't really think you were doing much advisory, but then you almost caught yourself to say, well, maybe I was doing some technology advisory. Maybe I was doing some, some other, you know, smaller pieces of advisory throughout the, the engagements, but it wasn't formalized as advisory. So I think, right. you know, we didn't that's, call that's it one, that. Right. You didn't call it that. And in, in credit to you, uh, 
Clients don't call it that either, right? I mean, FreshBooks customers that we've talked to, they, they're like, what the heck is advisory? So, so, but regardless, you didn't, you probably didn't build it formally into your engagement and call it that. And, and then additionally, that you also believe that advisory was something that it may or may not actually be. And, and I think that that's part of the challenge inside of the profession is that those who are doing advisory, in some cases, they may may actually not be, but but mostly those who are doing advisory have have figured out how to get it to a spot where it is part of their their business model and their engagements. Those who are not yet doing advisory, it does feel out of reach, and it does feel pie in the sky, as you said, or feel like what's the path to get there to take my practice from today to what I see some somebody doing that is an advisory focused firm or, or, or led firm. And I think that part of that is the piece of that you said in terms of it seems out of touch or out of reach. There isn't really, other than a few, I, I think that over the past few years, there's been a few pieces of training and education that are really breaking down the step-by-steps to get there. When it comes to conferences, though, as you referred to before, those are like, you can't just can't double click enough into it to really get to the how. Mm. And, and often that how, if you have an established firm, isn't just how do I start to do it? It's like, how do I change some of these engagements inside of my existing firm on the on the go, like on the fly? It's like, what do they call it? Repairing the plane while it's in, in the air, or building the plane while it's in motion. Like you're kind of trying to do that. So it's really, it's really complex. And and I think that it, that feels overwhelming and a lot of people park it and say, ah, for another day, uh, I'll tackle that another time. Yeah, yeah. And, and for me, starting a practice when I was, you know, relatively young, I didn't go the traditional path, right, of, of working my way up and then leaving and starting my own firm. I kind of did it from the beginning. I didn't feel like I had the knowledge. And recruiting people into my firm who did have the knowledge to deliver these services, like, seemed impossible. So, you know, I'd have to cover their salaries and then I'd have to somehow sell the engagements to make it happen. Seems like a lot easier just to, you know, hire bookkeepers and do that kind of kind of work. And thinking on it now, like if I was in that situation today, I think it might even be harder because we're all aware of this talent crisis in the accounting profession. Experienced people are leaving. Uh, something like 82% of the accountants who left this year so far were had six years or more experience. And, you know, we've lost like 19% of the profession in the last few years. So there's something I'm just not reconciling about the difficulty in hiring accountants and then building an advisory practice in your firm because it is very people intense, right? Mm -hmm. It's not something that can be easily automated. And so like, how do you how do you reconcile those two things? This this desire to automate in our firms and make things more efficient, but then also this desire to do advisory, which is very inefficient by nature. Yeah. Well, there's some there's something kind of that I want to share with you, but before I do that, there's two things that I, that I'll, I'll preface it with. Probably a couple of things, even in the time like that you and I have worked together that I've you know you, we haven't even talked about. One thing is that. My very first job in accounting was actually in an advisory-led firm. And really. And and I'd like to say I've only been 10 years in the profession, but I'm a little bit a little bit longer. And uh, that was back in 2000. In 2000, when we were still using desktop technology and still had to go a lot of times to a client site to do bookkeeping, we had an an advisory-led firm. It was way ahead of its time. That's what that's the model that that I took. And then when it was time to build a different firm a few years back with with a business partner, I used that model and we put that into practice in a in a model now that has cloud accounting instead of desktop. And so what I want to share from that time is that I was fresh out of university. I wasn't designated yet. That was my very first accounting job. But yet there was elements of the work that I did, even though, believe me when I say that I was the reconciler, I was the payroll runner, I was the person who went out and, and collected things from clients, I still did elements of advisory. And was it a stretch for me? Was it uncomfortable for me? Heck yes, but I still did elements of advisory. So I, I think that, again, thinking about like, what is advisory? 
if we think of it as something that only somebody who's designated with years and years of experience could do, it is an overwhelming model. Like it, it, it's not scalable, but it can be scalable in this, like these step-by-step ways or in smaller ways to bring advisory into your firm or with some of your clients with some of those more junior staff members. So I want to, I want to just kind of challenge that back because I was, I was put in those hot seats of, of doing some advisory. And sometimes it looked like something like I went to small claims court one time on behalf of a client wow. because we were their outsourced solution that was very much advisory heavy. Uh, my boss at the time did most of the real like proactive financial insights advisory, but I did other pieces that were beyond compliance, beyond running payroll, beyond reconciling banks. So that's that's one piece. And then the second that I want to share is around our firm. What I learned from my firm that I am bringing into now my role at FreshBooks is that even with cloud accounting, where we it's significantly more efficient to work with clients, there's still elements that are challenging to scale back then, four years ago, and now even more so that that's that's part of why I I really led this initiative inside of FreshBooks that that we that we're launching is that it is it is tough to find talent that's true it's tough to staff and and have the people to do the work it's tough tough to see the workflows and the tech stacks that we designed back when cloud accounting really uh, took off that we created to say to the client you stop doing that. I'm going to alleviate your headaches. No more stressing at night. We're going to do it all. If you can't find those people, you just cannot find them. Then there has to be another way. And, and that's part of the of yeah. the model that we have created that we've just recently launched. I love this. I want to learn more about it because like, and the thing that I liked about it, especially is that stepwise approach, because that was always the barrier for me was I had my team doing work and I had my clients doing work and we were collaborating and this idea of us doing everything for them and them just talking to like a CFO and that being the engagement seemed impossible to create. And so, yeah, tell me more about this, this new approach. Yeah. Well, let me, let me maybe frame it with a definition and then I'll, I'll unpack it as to like, what the heck does that really mean? <laughs> um, yeah, are we calling it CAS? Are we calling it? Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. That's like a, of... another, oh, that's a, that's a really bad, uh, if we go with the A words. <laughs> All right. I'll, I, I won't even bring that one up. What, um, <laughs> what do you call it? No, I'm just saying if you call it the C word, it gets like, I can. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right no, yeah, we can't, can't go there. <laughs> no, no. And the other, though, the word in the profession, I think, is like almost like a swear word is pricing. Uh, that's like, they call it the P word. So, um, <laughs> no, we do not call it CAS. What, what we have recently launched, we call collaborative accounting. So let me define it for you first, and then we'll dig into it. So collaborative accounting is really this new integrative way of working with your clients in a single platform to accurately and effectively manage their finances. So it's through a combination of technology and workflow, there's a model created to really bring forth capacity to accounting professionals to deliver this ongoing and value-added advisory experience that really lets them you know, start to change their practice into a practice that didn't touch advisory or maybe was doing a little bit of it and start to deepen or, or broaden that line of work as well as those relationships or service offerings with the existing clients. And, and it really brings the advisory to the forefront because of the fact that we've got different systems and a different process in place that that enables that. So you're probably saying like, okay, what the heck does it mean? Maybe you're not. Well, yeah, but. <laughs> so I'm, you're saying collab- collaborative. Yep. I mean, am, who am I collaborating with? Am I collaborating with my employees? Am I collaborating with the client? And and what exactly does what does that look like? Yeah, yeah. So collaborative accounting is definitely, it's it's collaborating with, with your employees, your team, and the client. But where I'll lean in is on the client side because I think this is where we have created frictions and roadblocks to scaling advisory, not to mention a few other stressors for the clients, uh, which I can, I can share after. But um, 
it's a, it's a different way of working. And, and if you think about the fact that if we go back to, we've built these tech stacks, we've, we've built workflows that takes as much as possible off the client's hands and puts it onto the firm, into the firm's hands. And part of that's been that like, Cloud accounting lets us do that. If you go back to when I talked about in 2000, you couldn't really do that effectively because you'd have to essentially be a bookkeeper right on site. You, you just couldn't do that in, right. in a non-cloud accounting environment. So we've, we've over time been able to evolve and have these workflows and extensive tech stacks that allow us to take on more and more of the client's work and gets the clients further and further away from doing the work or puts them in a spot where they're doing that work in a disparate system for whatever reason. Operationally, mm -hmm. they're trying to figure out like, can I pay myself at the end of this month? They're, they're doing some sort of math in their heads, back of the napkin, or using a disparate system entirely. They may or may not talk seamlessly with the system that the accounting professional is using. So when we think about, okay, the scaling's a challenge, hiring's a challenge, freeing up time for advisor services is a challenge. Are we doing ourselves a service by do, like, doing all of that workflow? And, and I keep kind of using this motion, those who are listening won't see it, it's like the circular motion where we say, okay, the first half of what you need from a client is quite administratively heavy, data heavy, like data entry heavy, operationally heavy, things like timesheets, uh, for time tracking, payroll, invoicing, expenses, estimates. That's, that's very admin operationally heavy. And accounting professionals have tried to take on some of that. And it's, it's a challenge. And it's a challenge to, to get the information from clients, to get it timely in a timely way. Even when you do kind of say, all right, fine, complete X, Y, or Z inside of the system that I'm working in. But please, for, for heaven's sakes, do not touch anything else because you're going to mess it up. You know, part of that has been, I think, because the technology serves the accountant. It doesn't serve the client. So they are going to mess it up. It's, it's not uh, really intuitive for them. So they are highly likely to mess it up. And as accountants, we, we on the other side are saying, ah, Harry, I'm fixing their work again. Or your team is spending their time yep. fixing their work again. So they're chasing, fixing, heavily reviewing, fixing integrations. If there is some sort of integration, that's what a, a good chunk of the work is now doing in order to say, but I need the timely, accurate data in order to close the books and complete the financials. And if, even if I did want to do advisory, which you do, you do need timely, accurate, consistent data. But why, why are you taking that from the client when they're really the best one served to complete that work? But you have to do it in a way that's going to let them do it accurately. And, and even in a way that I, I believe that technology can be inspiring if it's the right tool for the right person in the right job. And let them be, be doing the things that not only they're best at doing, they actually feel good about sending an invoice and getting paid, right? Like that's, that's what, what they love to do or, or their admin that's in, in their business is hired to do. So it's, it's giving them that, that back, that piece of the workflow that if you rewind to years and years before um, uh, cloud accounting, it was a piece of the workflow that often an admin, in-house bookkeeper or the business owner did. And then you, as the accountant, can pick up where they leave off inside of a cloud system and take it to, through to completion without trying to nag at them to get the information that you need and, and kind of constantly chasing or constantly correcting. And it, it, it really frees up scaling that side of your firm. And now you take it to the other side, complete the other half of that circle and do things like, okay, finalize the reconciling of the bank. If there's anything, anything there, uh, any journal entries that need to be done, run the reports, analyze the reports, um, and then depending on your engagement, this is a key advisory moment. Uh, what do you, what do you do now with those financial reports? Do you slide them across the, um, you know, the virtual desk, uh, which means send them in, send them over email or whatever sort of system you're using, um, secured system. Here's your, here's what I promised you, or is it? No, let's have a conversation about this and and talk about what these these financials actually mean. So help me help me wrap my head around this. What would the ideal collaborative engagement look like? What kind of client would I have? You know, give me an example. Help me help me visualize this. 
Yeah, let me let me give you an example. Let's say we have a client by the name of Sam. Samuel. <laughs> um, and Samuel has a vi creative video company. They do production of videos. And Sam has a couple of part-time and full, you know, mix of part-time, a couple of part-time full-time employees. And then he's got contractors that he brings into certain engagements as, as he takes on these engagements with clients. So his needs look like estimates and propo or proposals, projects and project management, time tracking, because he has to pay employees and or contractors, invoicing, collecting payments, and then he'll have some expenses, although expenses aren't, aren't you know, lots and lots of transactions, but they exist in terms of any equipment that he buys over time. It could be, you know, pieces that he needs to have um, on set. It could be office supplies, things like that. So he has all those needs and he is trying to scale his business. He wants to grow. And so he's got these front end needs that you can best believe that he's the best one to do any estimates, proposals, um, manage the tap tracking of time because he knows who went where and why and for how long and uh, project management, managing the invoices because the invoices might be all at once. The invoices might be uh, three, three payments according to delivery of projects. The invoices might be a retainer up front. He could have a variety of ways that he, he is going to invoice and collect payments. And then his expenses, he probably has a, you know, a company credit card and that he uses hopefully <laughs> he doesn't dip into his personals mm -hmm. um, and, and he charges these other things to his card. And, and so his, his business is quite basic, but yet complex operationally because he's working on various projects at the same time. Um, might go on location, might not. So, so it's fairly complex inside of there. Now, as he's wanting to scale, he's trying to understand what's my profit margin. Should I be, should I be charging more? Where's the projects that I went on overruns where I had, committed to charging $20,000 and I end up having to pay my contractors $25,000. He wants to know these things so that he can scale his firm, he can pay his people on time, he can have advice around, should I be doing three payments or should I be having my clients do two payments? Should I be collecting more up front? And then of course he wants to pay himself and, and like any business owner, alleviate the stress of should I just, should I be doing this or should I just go back to being an employee um, because this is very stressful? So he's, he's looking for those things from his accountant. Additionally, he wants to have his tax return filed on time and make sure his payroll is run on time, right? And so these are the things that are most important to him. And he then can use the, the system that you're going to build your collaborative accounting model inside of to do this front end. He can spend time in those operational tasks, or if he has a part-time admin uh, or grows to a part-time admin, that person can do that work. The accountant on the cadence that they agree to in the engagement takes, we call it the, the handover of tasks, where Sam says to Wanda, his accountant, that, okay, I've, I've completed September. I'm ready for, for you to, to dive in there and finish this up. And I look forward to meeting on the 15th when we typically meet to discuss how I did this month and what I can do better. And so then the accountant picks it up from where Sam leaves off, reconciles anything that's unreconciled, any journal entries that are required. So if there's any, say, monthly journal entries, runs the reports, analyzes, does some comparisons, analysis and then meets with, with Sam to have these conversations that are built inside of, of the, the engagement that says, okay, the, at this cadence, we're going to meet and we're gonna talk about what's inside of the platform in terms of the data, the finances, and what they really what that really means and how that, that's gonna help you grow or, or what we need to, to have a, you know, our finger on, uh, what you need to do to scale the business the way that you wanna scale it, the way that you told me when we first met. This episode of the Earmark Podcast is sponsored by FreshBooks. FreshBooks accounting software is built for business owners and their accountants to work better together. It's a full general ledger with financial reports, bank feeds, and journal entries. And it's an easy-to-use platform, which means clients can feel comfortable tracking their day-to-day -day finances. But that's just the beginning. As part of the Accounting Partner Program, 
you get access to a host of additional benefits. This includes their new collaborative accounting certification, a complimentary FreshBooks account, and dedicated support from their expert team, membership in an exclusive partner community, and a treasure trove of additional resources. FreshBooks is committed to supporting modern accountants. This year, FreshBooks launched the Accountant Hub, which was the number one request from accounting partners. The Accountant Hub is a centralized place for you to set up, manage, and maintain workflows for your clients on FreshBooks. To learn about collaborative accounting as an evolved way to showcase your firm's advisory expertise with the FreshBooks platform, head over to earmarkcpe.promo slash FreshBooks. That is earmarkcpe.promo forward slash F-R-E-S-H-B-O-O-K-S. I mean, that sounds great. That sounds like an ideal type of engagement. Uh, let me play devil's advocate for you. I, I think the barrier, which you mentioned earlier, to this has always been that the client is in the system, doesn't know what they're doing, and ends up making a giant mess of things. And we spend all our time as accountants and bookkeepers cleaning it up. And we don't really get time to actually like talk to the client. It's it's really just trying to stay on top of cleaning things up. So like, how do we get around that issue? Yeah, and I, I think that's a great question. I, I think I, I expected nothing less for you, than for you to be the devil's advocate and say, but here's what I've experienced. Here's what we hear others are, are still continuing to experience, that clients do mess things up or they don't get you what you need. And, uh, you know, my, my question back is, why is that? Why is it that clients mess it up? Because, you know, I think if you go to a client and you say, hey, did you know that every time that you create that proposal or that project, that you're actually screwing up our side of the, the workflow and making us rework your work? I don't think the client would be like, ha, ha, that's what I meant to do. <laughs> the client would be like, I, I don't mean to. I, it's, it's not intentional. I'm not trying to screw you over. I'm trying to do what I thought I was supposed to be doing. And, and that there's something that's not, not enabling them. And, and the, the challenge back that I would say is that as I think there's two things that I, that I'll call out. I'm curious to get your thoughts on what you think it is. Um, I, I think that one is that when the workflows that we've designed most recently prior to this have now got the client kind of doing like this segment, small segment of the workflow and, and they're quite detached. In fact, uh, when we were were really taking the research deep with with collaborative accounting, we talked to customers of FreshBooks, and we said, "How how did it feel when you weren't using FreshBooks and you weren't doing this this what we called the pre accounting tasks? When you weren't doing those pre accounting tasks, how did that feel when your client or your accountant either needed something from you monthly that felt like?" really detached from everything else that you know or didn't seem to align with your system that you had were working on the side how did that feel and then secondly how did it feel to no longer see some of this this work that you used to see and what i mean by that is that you know when an account when a client starts with with an accountant they they potentially have been doing some sort of system on their own. And, and we've seen this even with clients who are customers who are on FreshBooks and then they start to work in the accountant and the accountant pulls them off and says, hey, you got to use the systems and the software that I'm using. Meanwhile, the, the now the business owner lost sight of the financial heartbeat of their business. So I think that, you know, we, we asked them for this sliver and, and I was guilty of it in our firm. Your only job client is to upload receipts to, to HubDoc and create invoices if you're an invoicing client. And that's it. Don't touch anything yeah. else. Don't look at anything else. And it's this very detached workflow that they're like, I just come in, I just take the pictures if I'm, that are on my dashboard <laughs> uh, or that uh, at Starbucks or what have you. And then I do this one piece and come out and I do this one piece and come out and it's not methodical to me. It's, it's far from intuitive because I'm just doing this piece. And then secondly, well, the, the technology. And, and we, we've we've gone so far in that direction that there are apps now that you can add on to accounting software that there's all they do is take uncategorized transactions and send those to the client in a separate system 
to yeah. get them to then say what those expenses were so we can code them in the GL without the client ever going into the GL. We're that afraid of letting them touch the GL. Yeah, yeah. And and think about the client experience from that side. It's it's their own business. They're trying to keep it afloat. <laughs> That's what most business owners are trying to do. Uh, and then hopefully scale in, in, a, in a lot of cases. Uh, and, and then there's this other burning task that they have that doesn't really seem to make sense. On the other side, I hopefully get something of value by doing this work that feels really detached. And and I may or may not see value <laughs> in what you send to me at the end of the month as my accountant. And, and it's it does feel like a chore. It doesn't really feel like I'm involved in the process. I rarely understand why my accountant's asking me for what they're asking me for. And, um, and often then now it's using a tool, which I appreciate why it's using a tool for efficiency sake. But now it's like, I just get this ping that comes through and says, Hey, send me these, these eight things, or I ain't, I'm not, I'm not sending you your financials on time. Um, that, that just kind of, feels like one more thing they have to do. And then like I said, go log into this other system. So I think from the client experience that it's, it's, we think we're doing them a service or as accountants, we think we've been doing them a service, but I, I challenge us to say that speaking to our customers, we're really not. And then secondly, yeah. when we do give them access to pieces of the tech stack, it's technology that accountants are very comfortable using often built for them that accountants are, are efficient in it, but clients are not. And clients, depending on the frequency of how often they actually go into the software, one, they might not even remember how to log in. Or secondly, they certainly aren't logged in often enough to remember what to do. And then if it wasn't even built for them to begin with, they're, they're literally following a step-by-step. -step. Okay, first I click this and then I click that. They don't understand intuitively why they're clicking on what and what it's actually doing because the software just wasn't built for them. And the clients, I keep having to fix their data or nag them for data or correct their work. Why is that? Is it because they're detached from the workflow and it feels like, and, and the, the whole cycle, and it feels like why are you asking me for this? I feel so out of touch, but okay, I guess this is what you wanted. And then second is now I'm using the tool as a client that really doesn't feel feel good to me. And I'm certainly not inspired to go in there and complete the work. I'm really just doing it because your your staff sent me a couple of emails or text messages to say, hey, uh, it got to get this in. I've, we've asked you three times. So it's it's really not setting a client up for success with creating quality work for the accountant. Yeah. Well, and another good reason I'm thinking of as you say this is um, I'm thinking back on my own experience as a business owner when I started my firm and then now starting another business. You know, I'm now a two-time founder. I find it really helpful as a business owner to be in my accounting every day. And I have made it a ritual for myself to reconcile every day so that I know where I stand, what's outstanding from my clients, what I need to pay, what expenses have come through. I'm seeing that every day. I don't think I would be happy seeing it once a month, two weeks after the end of the month. I don't, I don't feel like that would help me, <laughs> right? right? And so for me, it's like super important to have my finger on the pulse and you just can't, you can't do that. That's the sacrifice you make when you take the client out of the books. They don't see what's going on. And for a, a small business where day-to-day -day cash flow can be a real challenge, like that's a, that's a big sacrifice to ask them to make. You're, you're losing something there. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. And and the thing that to keep in mind, you know, you, you talked about how how comfortable you, how much more comfortable you feel by keeping your finger on the pulse and logging in, almost like a daily ritual. Um, you're significantly more financially savvy than most business owners, and so you can go into the system and understand what it means, even if it's a tool that's built for accountants. So even right. if you've got a business owner who you're like, okay, well. I'll let you, I'll let you look in there, but God forbid you touch anything. Just, you can look in there. It's not going to mean anything to the business owner because they, they 
or most business owners, because they just don't even know where to look and what. And then if they do see something that looks like it's in the red, it can cause them to panic because then they just don't have enough information. Right. And often as an accountant, you're like, that's why I told you not to be in here because I'm not done yet, right? And um, and so yep. that's where business owners create their own disparate system where they're on the side using something even like Excel, where they're like, okay, I know I invoiced this. I know I invested that. I know that this client said that they're going to call, uh, pay me. So I can at least check my bank for my online banking and see did they did that payment come in. Like they're, they're trying to do this on, on the the side, and I think as accountants, we're naive to think that they're not. Because how do you run a business by getting this monthly financial package that you may or may not understand two weeks after close? Like it, it, it's just not a way to run a growing or thriving business or cash flow strap business. It's it's impossible, and yeah. and I think that it's something that that we we think as accountants or accountants are feeling like. But I'm alleviating their stress. I'm taking away these tasks from them to that all they have to do is these couple of things. And and we have good intentions as the accountant, but we're actually doing them a disservice. And not to mention, this is something that's super interesting when we were looking at this or doing some research for this um, before launch. We talked to some of our customers about their experience working with their accountant. And one of the things I found the most interesting is that we have customers who are seeking financial expertise outside of their accountant. Like, and they're calling it financial coaching, which that's probably another word that people hate the word coaching. But th- my point is yeah, they're seeking it elsewhere and they're paying yeah. for it, right? I think this is some of the pushback sometimes with advisor. Like my clients won't pay for advisory. Like your clients will pay for a financial coach. So... Um, if they knew that you could offer this, do you not think that they would pay you as their trusted accountant? I, I I would think that they would. In fact, it's going to be better because now you've got the person who's the one who's composing the books and potentially filing a tax return or is at least close enough to the books that they know exactly what's going into the tax return, that that's the one who's offering the coaching. That 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 marries together perfectly versus another mm-hmm. external coach coming in, taking the package that your accountant, the accountant delivered to the business owner on the 15th, turning around and taking it to a financial coach and saying, okay, my accountant gave me this package. How do I interpret this now? It, it's, it's this big swing and a miss, <laughs> right? Yeah. It, yeah. It, that's, cr- that is a, that is a, a real sign that we're moving in the wrong direction. The fact that this industry even exists, it shouldn't. It should, right. if, if, it should. If, You're right. if we, if we, as a profession, were doing our job advising clients, there would not be these money coaches. <laughs> right. Absolutely. 100% yeah. there would not be. And, and the, the, the thing that we saw from our customers is that they said, I want to know what I don't know. So what they meant by that was, I know that I'm not an accountant. I know that I'm not, you know, this financially savvy business owner. I know how to do my craft. I built a business around something that I'm passionate about or I felt I could make money at and, and do good work at. Um, I, I know that I there's pieces that I don't know. So I want my accountant to tell me those things. And that's where I think we go back to, you know, advisory can look very different for everybody and doesn't need to be this big pie in the sky. It can be just tell your client something that they probably don't already know, that you know, but they don't know. And and that's the piece that our customers were looking for that then had them seeking, you know, the, the services of a financial financial coach, because they're like, I'm just not not getting it. And if you think about it this in any other professional services, you know, going to the doctor, for example. If you could look everything up on Google, which we all do, right? We get we get a rash or something, and you look it up, or cough, and you look it up, and uh, but you'd seek the provi- the advice of a medical professional at some point if you're sick enough or it's hurting enough, because you're like, I clearly don't know what this is. I don't know how to treat it. I need what I don't know, not what I already know. I know I'm I'm hurting. I know I've got a cough. Like I know the basics, but I don't know how to fix it, change it, do something about it, prevent it. And and any other profession, that that's part of the, the offering. But with accountants, we've we've kind of got to the spot of like, you hired me to do a tax return, you hired me to create financial reports, you hired me to run your payroll, file your sales tax, that's what I'll do. Meanwhile, there's this whole other segment that the clients would wish, that wish you would do. 
So we talked about how the technology today is often a barrier to doing this type of collaborative work because clients end up making mistakes, they mess things up, we end up spending a bunch of time fixing them, we don't have time to do anything else. So what is FreshBooks doing to help make this type of collaborative advisory type engagement possible? Yeah, great, great question. And we'll start with the platform, but that's only part of it. So the platform is definitely a big piece of it. FreshBooks has been around for 20 years. We actually just had our 20 year anniversary as a, as a company. And, and always FreshBooks has been cloud accounting and a, a built for owners first platform. And now we're changing that. Now we're changing to be a built for owners and accountants platform, but we're not creating another platform. We're doing that inside of the platform that exists today, which means evolving our accounting and accountant features. And so in order for, for that collaboration to happen in platform, we've built a really great intuitive, easy to use product for business owners uh, that they can use on the go, mobile, desktop. And then now we're we're layering on the other side. And and I, I use this phrase often, but I promise to stop using it when it's no longer true, is that we're really just getting started with our accounting features. But we have the big one that we launched this year was the Accountant Hub. That was the number one ask from accounting partners that were our earliest adopters was give me the centralized place for me to set up, manage, and then maintain workflows for my clients on FreshBooks. So we launched that recently. In fact, we had a fast follow with some updates to that even since the end of June. Uh, and the roadmap is 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 big for accountants and we're here to listen to what it is you need in order to continue to work collaboratively and efficiently inside of a platform with your clients. But it, it's not it's not just the tech. Uh, that that's the R and D team at FreshBooks would kill me if, if if they heard me say this. Like I'd say, like that's the that's the easy part. It's it's but I I say that with with a bit of jest, but I say it with also we're not just sliding a, a product at the accounting profession saying here go use it because I think that's part of why we haven't been successfully able to really embrace advisory inside of the profession is the go do it just go do it it's here's the, here it is go do it so the platform is the, is the foundation but the this the other piece that that I'm really proud of is that we've built a brand new certification that's unlike any certification that exists in the market and what i mean by that is Inside of that certification, you're going to learn the product. So if you're not familiar yet with FreshBooks, we're going to show you around and, and show you, you know, here's what your client can do well well, and, and served up to do. Here's what you can do and here's how you're going to do that. But then it also embeds inside of there these advisory moments that's all throughout the workflow. And it highlights them in a way that says not just like here's an advisory moment, like asterisk, here it is. It actually is like running you through examples where your client is asking you something or a, a bit of a, a, you know, an example, like we did earlier in our conversation. It's like, what does this look like in real life? And how can I take this and make it into a key moment to weave advisory in outside of the the two spots that we really call it out as like the, the very key moments, but there's key moments all throughout the workflows. And we highlight that in a way that feels very approachable and very much like a, I just might want to have this question for my client next time we talk through to this is a full advisory engagement. You can take that as, you know, you can lean into it as much as you want, but it can start with next time I talk to my client, I'm going to ask this question that I've never asked before that's going to kick off an advisory led or an advisory themed conversation. I love that. Yeah, I, I'm super, super proud of the team and what they've built uh, for this for this certification. It's um, it's it's exciting to have that that roll into the market because uh, if there's anything I've learned about accountants more than even just being an accountant over the past, um, really probably more like the past six or seven years, is that there's you can't go too many layers deep in in the how of doing something and the how of adopting something. Right. It, it just doesn't happen. It, like I remember some of my first experiences where I was trying to share my advisor experience in our firm with others who were curious. 
And I would share it and they'd say, okay, but how? And I'd be like, well, I thought I just told you how, but okay, I'm going to give you another layer. And then you go one more deeper. Yeah, that sounds great. But how? <laughs> and and <laughs> and it, it it almost baffled me, but I think it's because I was fortunate to have a very different career path that set me up for wrapping my head around advisory in a way that, that a traditional path wouldn't have. And so I, I'm I'm very, very much aware of that now in hindsight. When you know a first accounting job starts in an account advisory led firm, you have a very different path. So yep. um and then the, the third thing I'll share is that uh FreshBooks, this is a, a definitely a humble, humble brag moment. Is FreshBooks has top-notch support. We have award-winning support. We've always, always uh, had a lot of pride on the the support and the the offering of support. And the support for our accounting partners is even more elevated than our existing support in that they get dedicated support, which are not just product experts. They're also people who have accounting experience. So you get access to this level of support that really is going to, you know, just be there for for you to make this successful inside of a platform that may feel a little bit uncomfortable and a little bit new, especially when you're getting started, that the support team that we've built is is there to to really lock arms with accounting professionals. And then, then the last thing... Oops. I'll show oh, you, no, show ahead, you one, last, one last thing. Um, uh, this one's, I think, an important one, and, and I know that you're part of this at large uh, uh, in the profession, is that community is is a key pillar of us partnering with accountants. And and we we have got a lot of community-led initiatives so f- to date and then going forward because we know that accountants garner valuable insights and uh, information from sharing with one another. And that that is a key to the success. Just like we don't want clients working in silo, we don't want accountants working in silo either. And sometimes it's not the support of a tech company that you need. It's actually support of one another to say, what are best practices? Have you used this with an IT company or a plumbing company or or what have you? And, and have that, that really... Um, enabled for our accounting partners to be able to to collaborate on those things but to to really come together on those things that um that are really really practical and and we we want to facilitate that i love that uh twyla thank you for so much for joining me and and sharing this model this new way of thinking about advisory i love the step-by-step aspect of it i love the alternative you're presenting not all advisory has to be this CFO services type of model that you see being presented, you know, by by f- wonderful firms. But like, not every firm can be doing that sort of work, and not every client needs it. And it reminds me that the accounting profession is really broad. There's lots of different size firms offering all sorts of different types of advisory services all across the spectrum of clients, and they have different needs. And you're presenting a really compelling option, I think, for the the majority, the vast majority of small businesses who need to be in the books. They don't need to be taken away from it. And I think we need to get back to that as a profession is is really doing the collaborative approach. So I hope our listeners enjoyed this episode as well and that they want to learn more. So Twyla, where would you send them if they want to learn more? Yeah, I'll give you this, the most basic URL that I can, which is freshbooks.com forward slash accountants. And on that page, people can join the partner program, which then will kick off the let me into this collaborative accounting thing that they just talked about. Uh, you'll, you'll get into to learning more about it inside of the, the that page or on that page. And then once you join the partner program, so freshbooks.com forward slash accountants. And I just got to add my two cents and say, uh, as a FreshBooks user myself, I find it to be the easiest accounting software out there. So if you're looking for something easy to collaborate on with your clients, something that's not going to overwhelm them, that's uh, it's a great option. So check it out. Thanks. I appreciate that you, you threw that in there. I'm glad that you're still enjoying yeah. using FreshBooks. <laughs> well, I, I always tell people, you know, like when I started as a freelance bookkeeper, my very first gigs... You know, my very first clients, I was using FreshBooks to track my time and, and bill an invoice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did it as a as a business owner myself. And uh, it was great then. And 
like you said, it's been around for 20 years. FreshBooks has grown and replatformed and continued to modernize, and uh, and it's in there for the long haul. And so, uh, like it's it's also this is rare, I suppose, in our world of technology where it's all new and changing all the time. FreshBooks has been around for a while, so you can rely on it too, which I think is important. So. Yeah, I think it's important too. Yeah, we can almost call you an OG, Blake, but you're not 20 years <laughs> with FreshBooks, but but you're certainly you're certainly a, 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 you know somebody who's used it for quite some time. So I think that that deserves some sort of status, right? <laughs> there we go. Yeah, <laughs> call me a. I I, I I was on FreshBooks one, so yes, I'm a FreshBooks OG for sure. Yeah, you're a V1 OG yeah. for sure. V1. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Twilight, great to talk to you. Hope to have you back on the show again soon. Thanks, Blake. I appreciate you having me. Talk soon. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you learned something new. And if you did, wouldn't it be nice to get some CPE credit for it? Well, I've got great news. My new app, Earmark CPE, offers free NASBA-approved CPE credits for listening to podcasts, including this one. Visit earmarkcpe.com to download the app, take a short quiz, and get your CPE certificate. That's earmarkcpe.com. 